Life is a journey, not a destination. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the Elegant Balance Podcast. I have a question for you. How do you know when you've achieved work-life balance? I've heard this question time and time again from women who have attended my in-person workshops or even just in conversations with friends. And the answer is that you don't. You don't achieve work-life balance. It's not some end goal that you are going to wake up one day having achieved, never to be thought of again. Instead, it's a journey. Work-life balance results from us being satisfied and competent in the various roles that we play such as being a wife or a mother, employee, sister, friend, etc., and living in accordance with our personal values. The thing is, those roles can change over our lifetime. As we learn and we grow, we become more competent in those roles, sometimes even to the extent that we get bored in them and we want something new, something more challenging. Further, as life goes on, our personal values might shift. What is of the utmost importance right now may not be as important to you in 5, 10, or even 20 years. You see, as much as you and I love to cross items off our to-do list, work-life balance is not one of those things. We cannot simply just put a check next to it. At its essence, work-life balance is really just about life. And the only way to experience a sense of balance at any given time is to get really intentional about it, designing lives that we love to live, lives based on our dreams. But notice that word design. Balance is not something that's going to happen by accident. It takes intentional action on our part to design lives that we love to live. I have spent the last two years writing and teaching about work-life balance on this platform, But one thing that I have not done in the last 66 blog posts or podcast episodes is share my own journey towards my elegantly balanced life. So today I'm going to pull back the curtain and just give you a peek inside my life and how I've gotten to this place, a place where despite the fact that my life is not perfectly put together and it can sometimes even be a bit unbalanced and messy, I feel confident enough to teach a community of women how to join me on this journey of creating a better balanced life. In reflecting on my own life, I have identified six different key moments in my journey which taught me important lessons and I'd like to share with the, I'd like to share them with you today just in the hope that we can speed up the learning process for you. So, the first key moment in my work-life balance journey is watching my mom. My introduction to work-life balance happened really early in my life. I'm the oldest of four kids, and I can remember my mom working full-time, 
studying for her MBA, and raising us four kids. And honestly, this is what piqued my interest in this topic and a main driver behind why I chose to study the work-family interface once I got into graduate school. I learned a lot by watching my mom navigate work and life. In fact, I could probably do an entire podcast episode on those lessons alone. She taught me things that I wanted to include in my own work-life balance, such as spending quality time with my kids and living out my Christian faith at home and at work, and even utilizing the social support network that God has blessed me with. Yet, watching her juggle all of the things also taught me some things that I didn't want. I didn't want to hold myself to a standard of perfection or to say yes to every opportunity that comes my way. But the biggest lesson that she taught me It's that my daughter is watching me and taking notes about how I navigate work and life, and it's going to impact how she navigates her own work and her own life. And if that isn't motivation to get intentional and to create a life that I love, one that I get to share with my daughter, then I don't know what is. Okay, the second key moment in my life that looking back now, I can see was really pivotal in my approach to work-life balance was during my senior year of high school. I know what you're thinking. How in the world can you have a pivotal a pivotal work-life balance moment when you're not even a part of the workforce yet? Well, let me explain. My senior year of high school, just a few months after my 18th birthday, I got sick. And not just a normal stomach bug, like, you know, just a flu. I got really sick. You see, what began as the flu, just the normal stomach bug, quickly escalated into pneumonia. And then before I knew it, I was hospitalized and diagnosed with a staph infection in my lung. I spent two weeks in the hospital as the doctors tried to treat me. And we went through multiple treatments and medicines before they finally just had to operate and remove that part of my lung. Throughout those two weeks, There were a few times when I just was not really sure, and neither were the doctors, whether I was going to make it. This experience taught me that we are never promised tomorrow. It taught me to embrace even the smallest joys that life has to offer. The warm sunshine on my face, an embrace from someone that I love, and even the chance to sing Broadway tunes in the shower. (laughs) Nothing is too small to be cherished and enjoyed. In terms of intentional living, I've learned to make plans and set goals, but also simultaneously to hold them loosely. I've learned to strive to make each day count instead of going through the motions. And finally, I have learned that it's not really that difficult or complicated to sprinkle bits of joy and beauty throughout the day, because who knows, it might be my last. The next pivotal moment in my work-life balance journey was when my husband and I picked up and left everyone we had ever known and moved from Illinois to Florida. This season in life forced us to, one, learn how to lean on and support one another, and two, it taught us that social support networks, which is a key resource when it comes to work-life balance, can be built when you intentionally pursue it. My husband and I are both introverts, so putting ourselves out there was a really big challenge for us, but it's also one that I am so grateful we tackled head-on. During those first few months in Tallahassee, we said yes to every single invitation we received. We attended new churches each Sunday until we found the one that felt like home. And we even joined a community group that met at somebody's house 
before we actually knew anybody in that group. Was it easy? No, definitely not. There were several times when we would have much rather just stayed home in our pajamas and watched How I Met Your Mother on Netflix. Was it worth it? Yes, 1,000 times yes. At the end of our four years in Tallahassee, we had built a community of friends who were willing to live life with us. They celebrated the birth of our son by bringing us food and gifts, and they offered a warm embrace after both of our miscarriages. We laughed with them, we cried with them, we played a lot of board games with them, and most importantly, we felt loved and supported. The lesson learned here was that it truly does take a village, especially when we're talking about work-life balance. But if you don't have a village, that's okay because you can start building one, one relationship at a time. Okay, number four is becoming a mom. And I bet you never saw this one coming, right? (laughs) But becoming a mother for the first time was another key moment in my work-life balance journey. My son was born during the second year of my PhD program, which is an incredibly stressful time. In fact, I wrote an entire dissertation about it. (laughs) But the birth of my son was truly the point in my life where my interest in the work-family interface went from being just pure curiosity to an actual need to know how to do this well. I look back at this time as a season in my life that taught me the incredible value of time management and deep focused work. I no longer had the freedom nor the desire to work a 12 hour day. I had to figure out and pretty quickly how to squeeze my work into as little time as possible so that I could be home with my new baby. And the craziest part is that I soon realized that I could accomplish almost the same amount of work in a focused block of four hours as I had been accomplishing in 12 hours. Another important lesson from this season was that our personal values can change. Remember, personal values are a key aspect of work-life balance. They're also one of the reasons that balance is a journey, not a destination where you're just going to arrive someday. They change throughout our lives. When my son was born, suddenly my work and my career goals just didn't seem as important as they once did. And this led to a shift in how I defined my ideal work-life balance. Balance is dynamic. You can, and you probably will change your mind, and that's okay. Number five is letting go of stuff. I love minimalism, and I also love living in a tidy house. However, this has not always been the case. In college, one of my goals was to own a pair of high heels in every single color of the rainbow. I got really close to to accomplishing that goal. But that's not exactly a minimalist mindset, right? (laughs) But my first encounter with minimalism was while nursing my son and scrolling through Netflix. My husband was at an MBA class and we were just hanging out and I somehow landed on this film entitled Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. And I was like, huh, this sounds interesting. So I watched it and there I sat in our 800 square foot apartment. I remember looking around and realizing that the majority of the stuff surrounding me in my home wasn't necessary. It didn't really serve any big purpose and Some of it was just stuff that I had just kind of inherited or held on to, despite the fact that I didn't necessarily even love it. We had 
Also, just returned from a trip to Illinois for my son's birthday and several family Christmas celebrations, which left my son's room bursting at the seams with clothes and toys and books. But he was only two, and he was just as happy playing with a toilet paper roll as he was with all of those new gifts. I remember feeling so overwhelmed by it all. There was just so much stuff to pick up, to find a place to store, and to make decisions about, right? When you have more stuff, there's more choices involved. It was a burden, and it felt like I was just carrying all of that stuff on my shoulders. So the concept of minimalism intrigued me. I had never really enjoyed knickknacks that just kind of sat around the house, but I had also never been given the permission to own only one pair of jeans. So I started purging. It took several rounds of decluttering because we had quite a bit of stuff. But with each trip to Goodwill, I felt that burden get lighter and lighter. Why does letting go of stuff matter? Well, for one, research has shown that the number of items in a woman's house is positively correlated with her stress level. Put another way, more stuff equals more stress. But why is that the case? Well, when you have fewer things, you have fewer things to clean, to maintain, and to pick up. You also have fewer decisions to make because you have limited choices. This gives you back some of those valuable resources of time, energy, and money to use on something that actually is important to you. I have found that to be the case in my own life, which is why we still strive for what I like to call comfortable minimalism in our home. We don't have the stark white walls and like barely any furniture, but we do try to keep things at, you know, at a bare minimum. It's also why I see minimalism as being a really key player in my work-life balance journey. Okay. I am sure that I will learn more lessons during my work-life balance journey, but for now, the final pivotal moment in my life was realizing that I had the power to create the life that I have always wanted to live. During maternity leave with my daughter, I read the book Designing Your Life. Up until this point, I hadn't really given much thought to intentionality. Sure, I had dreams for my life. You know, I would love to have a blog. I would love to remodel a home. I mean, that's what people do in Waco, right? I would also love to travel the world with my family. But those were things that other people did that I just kind of stood on the sidelines and watched, right? Not me. But that is so, so wrong. Other people did those things because they decided to do the things. You would not be reading this or listening to this podcast if you're listening if I hadn't had that epiphany, right? So what did we do? We sat down and we talked about all the goals that we had for our family. Then we made a plan to work towards them. Today, we live in a 1958 mid-century modern home that we have spent the last three years remodeling. Um, You're reading or listening to this because I was so desperately wanted to start a blog or podcast in this case. And we've taken the kids to Mexico and have trips planned to go to Australia and France in the next couple years. It turns out that it's not just for other people. We just had to get intentional about defining what we want and then taking action to get us there. And when you are spending your valuable resources of time, energy, money, focus on your dreams, 
on the things that really matter to you, you end up experiencing a much greater sense of balance. So before I leave you, sweet friend, I wanted to share a tool with you that will help you stay on track during this journey towards an elegant balance. First, let me say that I am so incredibly grateful to be on this journey with you together. You are such an encouragement to me, and I love that we get to work through these really difficult challenges that come with work and life together as a team. So during graduate school, I started a weekly planning routine where I would sit down each Sunday and plan out when I would tackle the various responsibilities that were coming up in the next week. This practice was so effective. I mean, it helped me complete a PhD program in four years while having a baby kind of effective that I have continued using it over the last, what, 10 years. I have a brand new training that's a weekly planning training that teaches you how to create your own weekly planning routine. You can access it by going to kayleehackney.com forward slash weekly planning. And of course, I will link to it in the show notes. I hope that it's helpful for you, as helpful for you as it is, has been for me. Um, like I said, this is one of my favorite tools to ensure that my week has some sort of balance in it. Again, you can access it by going to kayleehackney.com forward slash weekly planning. Have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friends. Let me ask you a few questions. Are you mentally and physically exhausted? Overwhelmed by the never-ending to-do list? Feeling trapped between work and family? Or maybe you're just simply craving more time to pursue your passions. I want to introduce you to the Elegant Balance Academy. It's a step-by-step guide to creating a work-life balance you love. This is a self-paced online course complete with video lessons, worksheets, and of course, an online community where we can all hang out and encourage one another. You can design a life that you love, a life where work, family, leisure, and rest exist harmoniously, a life built on a foundation of your personal values, a life filled with purpose. In other words, an elegantly balanced life. And the Elegant Balance Academy is designed to help you do just that. The doors haven't opened yet, as I'm still working on creating it. But if you're even the slightest bit interested, please head over to the link in the show notes and join my VIP list. That way, you won't miss a thing. All VIP members will receive exclusive discounts once the doors open. Again, you can sign up at www.kayleehackney.com forward slash VIP.